This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. Welcome back to the People's Podcast. I'm D Jones. As always, I got my main man, the Ghost, with me, and we got Antoine behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, Ghost. What we working with this week? Big week in Studio E. As always, we got Jumpman Blanco. You know what I'm saying? Rookie pro in the game, doing it big. Great guy. And we taking y'all to the post office, and of course, wrapping it up with the rundown. Stay. Y'all know what it is. Make sure to head over to our Instagram, follow us at The Bunt Live, hit up our YouTube at The Bunt Live, and then straight to our website, TheBuntLive.com. You know what's popping over there. All the episodes ready and waiting for you to listen. And then if you still need more of The Bunt, head over to Patreon.com slash The Bunt. We the people's podcast and we doing it for y'all. With all that said, it's time for the shout out of the week. What you got for me? Big week, a lot of homies put out some dope footage. Let's spark it off with Quasi, you know what I'm saying? Of course, hometown hero Bobby snapped. Uh, making Toronto spots look easy to skate as per usual when they're mostly trash. That last trick, I dare you to come to Toronto and fucking try and flip out anything on that piece of shit. That is a fucking hunk of junk. And then the other spot, the switch front heel to start that line. <laughs> what? That's not yeah. a trick you start a line with. I know, and he ended his other part for Quasi with the cab flip, like making it look easy, but just come to Toronto and and realize what's really good in these streets. Uh, of course, huge props and major shout out to our boy, Bunt alumni, Justin Henry. Super hyped. Uh, he turned pro, well-deserved, and keep killing it, young fella. And I'll dunk on you sooner than later. You feel me? Oh, my God. And one more guy in that video that we need to get on the pod, man, who absolutely snapped. Dane Barker with the first part, dog. We waiting for you, dog. Whenever you're ready, you got a seat in Studio E with your name on it. Yo, that's some real shit. He went crazy. And, yo, I realized watching the video, we've interviewed, like, almost that entire team. So, Dane, you got to come up on the pod one day. We need JJ, of course. Was there? I think there's one more person. Mr. Tyler Bledsoe, Doc. Yeah, three. I don't know how many people are on the team total, but we've done more than half. We're just missing those three. Got to make it happen. Absolutely. Another shout-out, of course, Dustin, another Bunt alum. Killed it. Him and E.T. killed it with their all-timers shared part. I was like, what was that, eight or 11 minutes? 11 uh, minutes. That's a whole video in 2021. (laughs) Yeah. 11 minutes of fucking rad skating uh big shouts to those boys and one more shout out that i forgot last week a part i really enjoyed watching was uh the hop skateboards presents chipper part mark del negro snapped yo amazing trick selection and just a really fun watch so go peep that as well yes 
sir. Damn, big week for shoutouts. Three, dog. You uh, you pushing it longer and longer, man. Hey, man. Can't sleep on uh, when the people be putting out that dope hoodie. Can't sleep. Got to get a shout-out. Yes, sir. So like we said, we have Mr. Jumpman Blanco, a.k.a. Kevin White, in the building this week. Absolutely thrilled to make this happen. The big homie, fresh pro like the ghost said, dropped the boss part and Godspeed, and we knew we had to get him on the pod. You got anything left to say? Let's get that pizza popping, bro. What you ordering? Uh, same as usual, Dr. Pepperoni, chocolate chip cookie, ginger ale, chicken wings, and a bodega sub. That sounds like... And a heart attack. <laughs> That's a quick way to get your summer bod ready. I'm going to go with the Tropic Thunder. You dig? Maker Pizza, Uptown, Avenue Road in Lawrence, Downtown, Queen and Spadina, or order online using their app available on iOS or Android. Maddie Matheson, tell them what we're working with, dog. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, y'all, let's get this interview popping. All right, let's get it popping. We have Kevin White, a.k.a. Jumpman Blanco, in the building. What's cracking, yo? Yo, yo, what up? How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Straight chilling, man. So if you listen to the show, you know we start everyone off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Okay. Favorite skate moment, probably Alex back through the car wash. Holy fuck. And then favorite sports moment was the first Derek Fisher buzzer beater. Oh. With like literally 0.2 or 3 seconds. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that back 360 though, man. How how insane was that? Unreal, truthfully, just because I remember him telling me a while ago, he was like, I want a back 360 into the car wash. And I'm like, uh, uh all right, for sure. And as it started coming up, he started like going to size it up and would talk about it and tell people we wanted to do it and I'm just like fuck oh my god so the day he did it it was Phelps's birthday mm-hmm. and it was the day that Keith Huffnagel passed away oh wow and he wanted me to go with him and I didn't want to go because I was just like really sad but sad situation turned into something like crazy mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I didn't know what I was signing up for you know, you can't picture someone rolling away from that until, like, it actually happens. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, it was just, like, like no other. It was unrealistic, dude. I can't even describe it. I'm thinking about it now, and it's tripping me out. <laughs> Have you gone up there and looked at it? No. I didn't go up to the very top. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'd love to look into that. Like, I would never even think about ollieing in or anything, but just to look at it would be, I'm sure, mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's it's pretty high. I I kind of got the gist of it. I was like standing <laughs> in the street like the first person he like rolls to. So I'm just like looking up. It's it's pretty big. That's insane, man. Yeah, shit looks fun. That kid's fearless though, eh? He's legit fearless. So take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating? I started skating when I was 5, from 27. So like around 98. Ninety nine. I remember just like my cousins used to have skateboards and uh 
I used to like watch the X Games with my dad on TV, and it just fascinated me so much. Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, like South Central Zone to be exact, and then around Inglewood also. Then I moved to Louisiana for a little bit. That's where my mother's from. And I lived there, and like, as soon as I started getting into skating, you know, like five, six, seven, I can like do a little bit of stuff. I move away. I'm eight years old, and I'm, uh, I think, a third grader. I think, just like in this isolated place, didn't know any skaters really in Baton Rouge. That's when I really like tapped in. Like, I really love to do this because it's the only thing that I'm kind of doing. I don't really have many friends, and right. it's it's weird being that young and like knowing that like you love this thing so much. You know, and like not having friends or like it didn't really matter. Right. It was just like an instant obsession once I got to it. Like Kobe in Italy, man. <laughs> so what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry? I don't I feel like I see two probably. Like we did a video before that with some of my other friends, filmed by Andrew Freeman called Disorganized Fun. Mm-hmm. And it had like me, it had Louie Lopez, it had Mason Silva and a bunch of different homies and they all got theirs from it because Andrew films a certain way and everybody's so close skating with them that it kind of just happened like along their path of growing together you know mm-hmm. with Mason and Louie and everybody doing their thing over there so then once I started skating with Mikey and doing the IC thing IC2 came and there was a really big premiere for it and there was like love for trans world for it and there was love from thrasher and it was like a movie you know yeah there was so many moments that like people would come up and be like yo in this in ic2 this and it was kind of like chaos <laughs> yeah. so it was like oh shit like this is crazy i feel like that was kind of the bigger moment so What's the meaning behind your Instagram name? Is there a story behind Jumpman Blanco? You out here dunking on bands or what? <laughs> Dude, no. Nah. So the funny thing is I'm not like a basketball player like that. One day I'm with Nico in San Francisco. We're just kind of like kicking it. He has a trampoline in his backyard. And we're just kind of jumping on the trampoline with the board. And he's literally saying, Jumpman Blanco, Jumpman Blanco, me <laughs> jumping on the trampoline because my Instagram used to be Kevin Blanco TF and the TF stands for those folks. But I just, my last name's White, so I just put the Blanco on it because it's the same <laughs> shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But Nico gave me the name. It just came from us hanging out, jumping on a trampoline. And now it's stuck, it man. stuck. <laughs> Crazy. That's one of the ill skateboard Insta handles, like you and Mr. Steal Your Board. You guys got sick ones. Most, <laughs> almost everyone now just rocks their name, you know? It's yeah. just like everyone's so chill. You got to stick with that one, man. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm not mad at it. People kind of refer to me as it, like as it's my name or something. So like, <laughs> yo, Jumpman. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, fuck. How did the Illegal Civ squad come together, man? How'd you guys all meet? Runs deep, bro. Like, we've all been friends like the OG squad at that, we've all been friends for over a decade. Like me, not Kevin, Mikey, Wheels, Lester, Tarzan, Sage, Sean, Sonny, Black Mike, Mike P. All of us just were all from different places in Los Angeles. And we've all just known each other. Like, you know, like been skating at Culver City Skate Park with Kevin Bradley and Mike P and Knock and Black Mike since we were like real little. 
uh, like going to Venice Skate Park and going to Stoner and going to Lafayette and going all around. And I met Mikey at Lafayette um, in downtown LA, the one that Rob Dyrdek built, the Carl's Jr. Plaza. I met Mikey there, but I already had knowledge of him because of my friend Julian Huckleby. I knew about his first movie, uh, not movie, video that he made, The Spark of Life. Mikey made that and had like a little bit of buzz going for that. And then him and Knock started skating together. And I'm at the skate park with Knock and introduces me to Mikey. So then they go skate, I kind of fall back and just kind of do my thing that day. But then later on, I started kind of just meeting up and skating with Mikey. And Knock was there and Kevin was there already. And then Mikey knew Sage and Mikey knew Sean. Mikey knew like Cash and Lucian. So it was just like, it was like a link that was like this that just needed to like turn to this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The natural skate crew progression, man. Yeah, it just needed, the links just needed to kind of like lock. We all kind of knew each other or seen each other mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just organically grew because at the same time this is happening, I'm in high school and I meet Aramis and Aramis has like no real affiliation with what we got going on right now because he's from Compton. I know his older brother, I went to high school with his older brother. He brought Aramis to me like, oh, my little brother could beat US skate, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so then it comes around later on that Aramis skates at North Hollywood Park and he knows Mikey and Aramis knows Jolly and it comes around again because when I was in high school, I would go to the Compton Park and see Jolly. You know what I mean? And then I would see Noah too. Like Noah has a part in Godspeed. Like we've all been seeing each other and knowing each other over the last decade. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then some. Yo, Noah's the the shorter guy with the goatee, right? Yeah. Yo, that's my favorite part in the video. No disrespect to anybody else in that video, but that man is crazy. <laughs> he did his thing. He's insane, he thing. yo. That guy needs to blow up. Yeah, man, they need to they need to fuck with him, bro. Cause oh my god, he's really him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I ever start a skate brand, I'm gonna hit you up for for his contact info, man. Me and him are gonna do it big. <laughs> Hell yeah! But he's like a destruction hamster, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so, at what point did you guys decide to turn the crew to like a company and make I see what it is now? It was all Mikey. We were all kind of doing our thing, you know? And then, like, after IC2, like, homies started kind of getting swooped up into different zones and positions and started skating for stuff. And then more of us would kind of come skating with Mikey when, you know, like, we're already a big squad, so then it's just time for more of us to link up and skate. You know, Mikey's not always mm -hmm. over here. He's just kind of, like, doing his thing, so we're allowed to join in and continue to get it in. Yeah. So that's like where Olin and Ryder came in and vibe like that. And I remember I was skating for five bro and I wasn't really getting boards and stuff and I was kind of skating FA boards and I remember Mikey saying like, I want to start a brand. I want to do boards. And he's like, I want to I wanna do it with you. Like, I want you to skate for it. Like, let's do this. And that was kind of it. I remember we like went to dinner and just kind of chatted about it. And that was it. We shook hands and said, let's go. That's what's up. Breaking bread, man. Yeah, that's my brother. Sounds like you guys have a dope decentralized skate crew. You know what I'm saying? Connecting all over the place. The chain links keep expanding. 
uh, shout out to Sergey. But um, yeah, God. man, it's crazy. You guys, uh, oh my you guys God. dropped Godspeed this year. The uh, the homie video of Absolute Sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like working on that project, man? Y'all know, y'all must have known you're gonna have big guys on this one. I feel like it came from a different, like a different point of view for everyone, you know, and it just kind of worked cooperatively. It wasn't like much trouble. We only had like one big problem. Cameras got stolen in San Francisco on a trip. That got figured out and situated really fast. Corey Duffel helped us out, actually. So shout out to him on that one, because with his cameras, the kickflip back 50 got filmed. uh, Alex's. Uh, And the double kink curve. Wait, which one did he kick back 50 again? The super long, like, 27 rail. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> sounds crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> and then the double kink swoop rail too, both filmed with Corey Duffel's cameras. God damn! Wow, were you there for that one? Yo, that fifty was jacked, yo. Yeah, I was. I was there for most of them, bro. Do you guys get scared for his safety? Yes, I do. Just because I don't know, I just I think a lot. Like I fully have faith and I trust Alex. You know. But it just, I just get kind of nervous sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, like, but <laughs> at what point do you get nervous? Because, like, now I'm sure if he, if he yeah. skates, like, a 15 stair now, it's probably, like, light work. But he's, like, a 15 stair is, like, a two stair for him, you know? So at what point do you get nervous when he's on, like, 27s and quadruple kinks only? No. So he kickflip back, lipped that red rail, and that took a while. That was, like, a battle, and I don't know, like... If it was like 15 or 16, but it was like up there, it's really big. And he broke his foot doing it, and he kicked foot back, lifted with a broken foot. Holy fuck. <laughs> he don't stop. Jesus Christ. You know, he just kept saying, like, my foot, it hurts, but fuck, I got to do it. Like, right here. He does it. That ain't right. Well, speaking of Alex, you, Alex, and Zach all recently turned pro for IC. What was it like to find out you were going pro? It was really kind of hectic, man. Mikey always has us do vlogs and stuff like that and has us, like, just kind of walk to places that, like, have history around the city and just make us do stuff to be, like, interactive. But it kind of stemmed up a fight this time with my girlfriend because our anniversary was on the original day that we were supposed to do the vlog, so I had to get the vlog changed to earlier. And it turned (laughs) out to be the day after Christmas, which was the day after Godspeed came out. So that worked. But I remember we were just vibing that day. Me and some homies were drinking like champagne on the beach in Malibu, kicking it. And then we go to the like hike trail where on the hike trail, it's just hot. And we're just walking and we're walking. And I remember Alex is like, if they don't meet you at the top of the hill with the fucking board, bro, this is going to fucking suck. And I said, well, this sucks because they're not, they're not meeting me at the top of the hill with the board, you know? I, I wasn't expecting it at all. And then we go in some like trees and Mikey's just there. And he's not, he's kind of like just beating around the bush. He gives Jolly a bottle of champagne. He's like, congratulations. Someone asks if we're at the top of the hill and he's like, no, we're not at the top yet. But then we keep walking and he's like, Kevin, come to the front. So I go to the front and he just kind of like daps me up and is kind of like laughing. like, <laughs> And then just pulls a board out and I don't see anything on the front of it, even though my name's on the front. And see, I just hands me a board, and I, 
I still didn't even have any like belief. I'm just like, what board is this? You know? Yeah. And then I look at it and it's mine. And I just like laughed for a second. Like, <laughs> fuck, like, <laughs> like one of those, like they got me. Yeah. And then like, I just, it sunk in, bro. And I just started fucking crying and crying and just, it was, it was really crazy. Best moment of my life for sure. Oh, that's what's up, man. He made it special for you. Yeah, man, that's, like, he, Mikey's really been there, with, like, with me through, like, some shit. Like, he attended my mother's funeral. My mom passed away when I was 19. Fuck. And, like, him and his family really, like, have brought me in and made me really feel welcomed and a part of his family and really showed me, like, you know, like, unconditional love and brotherhood and friendship and all of that. Damn, that's deep. Damn. It's a hell of a friend, yo. Yeah, hell of a friend. How you feeling now, man? Fucking, you been pro for a little bit. You got some swag in your step, a little extra limp or what? <laughs> yeah, I'll be stepping, bro. <laughs> I, it feels good, you know? <laughs> it feels really good, man. You know, like, it's a trip. It's, it's really a trip. Like, sometimes when I do something really good, like out skating, I'll be like, yeah, pro. <laughs> just, just like to myself, like... <laughs> Because yeah. I, like, I don't believe it sometimes still. It's, it's like the little kid in me. I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, it, it's, 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 it's happened. It's happening. I'm, I'm so grateful. And just it's a blessing. I wake up every day, like, with a roof over my head that I'm able to, like, provide for myself. And I can look at a skateboard with my name on it and be a part of something with my friends and be able mm-hmm. to inspire others and be someone that people look up to and you know like an inspiration as a as a friend and as a mentor or however people want to look at it it, it feels good it's a blessing oh yeah 100 man congrats man that's fucking big time stoked for you thank you brother yeah you have a really good outlook on it too man you're not like uh too cool where you knew it was coming like you really respect it and it's a dream come true man because a lot of people out there dream of that shit and it doesn't happen for everyone man Bro, a lot of people can't even make it to see anything. Like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't believe. A lot of people can't make it due to their unfortunate circumstances or the hand of cards they were dealt or they just don't know how to, like, really hold on to what they believe in until it's time. But I I don't know. I see that and I felt that for a lot of people when I seen that board with my name on it. And I'd said that a bunch of times that it's for me and my homies because... Without my homies, I wouldn't be here. You feel me? So many people, like, helped me and looked out for me and made sure I was able to eat and made sure I was able to sleep somewhere. They really looked out for me. Mm-hmm. So when I when I seen it, I really felt that. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. That's big, man. Still. You know CHPO brand does it for the people, and now... They want to hear from the people. Send your favorite skate moments and your favorite sports moments into the buntlive at gmail.com. And the winner at the end of the season, episode 12, is getting a CHPO brand box sent to their door. And if you want to support Skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website, skatistan.org and skatepal.co.uk or purchase a Skatistan or SkatePal product from chpobrand.com and 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO brand, doing it for the people. So you used to live with the legend Kevin Bradley for a bit. 
You got a, a KB story for the people? <laughs> What's up with that legend of pain? Yeah, dude, that's my dog, bro. Um, yeah, we lived <laughs> together for a while, a couple of years. Me and Kevin went to Copenhagen for the last summer, like in 2019. Yeah. And we ended up going on a trip to France. Like we went to Barcy and then we went to France for like a week and we took a bus there to meet up with like Max Geronzi and the homies from Grands, right? Sick. Mm-hmm. So everything's smooth, it's super chilling, and uh, we're on our way back. So we're at the bus stop and we're kind of chilling, but we got like some tequila, we're doing our thing, just kind of waiting, sipping. But we're trying to like get some hash to smoke. And these little kids come up to us and they're trying to sell us hash conveniently, right? <laughs> but they don't really speak English, they speak French and they're like these Moroccan kids and they're kind of like being a little aggro, but not really. So we're trying to get hash from them, but then our bus comes. So we're okay, go, go away, you know? And they're not really going away. They're kind of hanging out. And we kind of like start not raising our voice, but going back and forward. So then they leave. So then they come back with another little kid. And he doesn't really like speak any English either. But he has hash too. And he's trying to like get us to like buy his. And him and Kevin are kind of talking. And Kevin's like, bro, go away. But all because now the actual bus is here. And this kid is like trying to pull a knife out on <laughs> Kevin and I Damn. and like the homies he like it's like a 13 year old kid Jesus and he has like a knife the size of our hand and he's like trying to like pull the knife out but then like he has to like put it on tuck because he's like kind of in public you know <laughs> mm-hmm. but, I get, <laughs> but when I get on the bus like everything was smooth when I get on the bus Kevin is like man I swear to god I would have whooped that little fool's ass if I had to I would have knocked that knife right out of his fucking hand like I don't know who he think he was fucking with (laughs) it was so funny and it's like he would have probably really like maneuvered it away from him like he is the maneuver man you know like he would would have like somehow just figured the whole situation out disarmed the man that's a that's a weird one it's almost like you want to laugh bro he's like superman and Robin Hood at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that part. You almost want to laugh, but you're like, yo, like, whoa, chill, 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 chill. Yeah, chill, like, chill, chill, chill. a knife is, is no laughing matter, but when it's a 13-year-old kid holding it, you're kind of like, what? Is this kid serious? Like, I'll truck that shit out of your hand and then beat your ass. <laughs> then you're like, I don't, I don't know how about it you are. You might swing it and stick me. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then worst case scenario, you disarm the man and you give him a little beating and then someone comes along and all they know is that you're beating <laughs> yeah. up a 13 year old exactly and you're in france and you can't <laughs> tell him a good picture you can't tell yeah. him that he pulled a knife on you he's trying to rob you yeah exactly that's tricky man kevin would have been able to handle it though he would have been able to defuse it yeah i'm a big max jonesy fan how'd that grand trip end up going man i'll stack some clips with the boys yeah, man, it's it was really fun. It's always fun going out and skating with Max and all the homies, bro. Their energy is, like, it's infectious. You just want to skate and mess around and, like, just, like, kick it because that's, like, what it's all about. And there's no, like, real pressure on those trips either. And everything happens real organically. Those guys all seem like footy machines. I guess that environment produces more clips because every time they go on a trip, there's an mm-hmm. epic edit that comes out with it. Just be on the lookout soon. Just know. Oh, okay. 
we got some shit. Okay, okay. We got some oh. shit. Bro, they need to do a mega mix of all his clips Breaking and news. all of those. Because, like, he puts out heavy clips in those edits, but they're all spread out in the different ones. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. the... He's one of the best skaters. So underrated. For real. Yeah. Remember he had that phase of skating the, like, old school board. Yep, I watch like, it all the this time. This guy just... just bored with skating you know switch like, back just, with handrail yeah, he's fucked <laughs> this guy's crazy Wait, oh, that one alley-oop backside yeah. flip kb did on i can't remember which trip now over that like hubba it was one of the sickest clips i've yeah, ever seen hubba. oh yeah. yeah yeah and the grands video in portugal san miguel that was so beast so your friends say you're a huge motivator not just on the sesh but anytime where does that energy come from man mr positive out here I mean, yeah, I want the homies to shine. I want everyone to be stoked. And I don't know, I know how it feels to be bummed and like not feel valid or feel like you're not good enough or like it's not working out. So I don't know, I just want to put that out there for other people to just like feel too. Especially like if we're friends, like you should feel good. I don't want you to feel bad. I just see that from some some of my homies, certain certain people that are just so positive at all times like for example cody chapman every time he's just like he just wants to be with the homies and just wants it to be like lit or he just wants everyone to skate and everyone to just cheers brew and just enjoy themselves and have the speaker going and got joints going like just wants it to be going in, in harmony no it's really inspiring you know keep them vibes exactly we heard the Hardy's Miami trip was one of a kind. Give us the fly on the wall perspective on that one, man. Set the scene for us. <laughs> that one was crazy. We were skating a lot, but we were in Florida during a time of like a lot of rain and shit. So we were kind of hanging out, but we got this insane house in like Fort Lauderdale. We'd just drive to Miami and skate every day. Um cases and cases of just like brew chilling <laughs> tj in the in the big suite just like plotting on his demise on what spots he wants to fuck up <laughs> we got a jacuzzi a pool a lake two three balconies damn yo um this is this is like a few years ago so me and kevin was over there acting devious at the strip club <laughs> knock was with us it was fun like everyone everyone went everyone had a blast there was like footy on the trip like everyone was doing their thing i think we shot a music video there <laughs> <laughs> bro that doesn't sound like real yeah. life man especially from like your homies brand that's so dope our shit is like a movie when we all get together bro it's unreal <laughs> can you take us behind the scenes on your nolly big spin over that bump to ledge thing uh, with the security guard wilding out Dude, what was going on there that lady had me stressed out we went one time before and we got kicked out but i just knew i wanted to do it i was living in the valley at the time and it was like coronavirus had just hit and jamie foy and a bunch of the homies lived down the street from that spot and i lived the other way down the street from that spot and kaylin lived with jamie and kaylin was still down to go skate and i was like i have a spot so we go and we start trying it and the lady starts kicking me out as I get close. But it seems like she was like kind of trying to let me rock. But then she starts trying to like violate me. She's like, look, you're not going to do this, bro. Just give up. Just give up. Oh. Just give up. <laughs> like, just go home. Y'all not even supposed to be outside. 
Like, just go home and practice in front of your house. Like, you're not even ready to be doing all this. Like, you're not landing it. You're not getting oh. close. Like, really? You know? <laughs> and I look at her and I ask her, I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Are you are you for real? <laughs> and she's like, no, so you're, you're going to make it about you? I was like, yes, I'm making it about me because you're literally coming up to me, personally downplaying me and discouraging me. You're not even telling me to leave anymore. You're, like, taunting me. Like, are you for real? She's like, well, it just looks like you're not going to land it. Like, da, da 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 you should go. I already told you, like, a lot of times you should leave. And I just said, okay, and threw down and did it next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you needed, dog. And, and then, what she have to say then? Then she lost it, I, yo. I pointed at her. When I pointed <laughs> at her, I started yelling at her. I was like, see, you stupid as fuck. Don't ever tell me I can't do no shit like that. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> You about to see this shit everywhere. You about to see this shit everywhere. You don't even you don't even know who you talking to right now. Like you got the whole game fucked up. Like I was so upset and so passionate about doing this trick that it just came out and I was just violating her. I feel bad, but like she was just like trying to be like the bittersweet, like happy, like fake happy, like I said congratulations. Woo I'm like, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. You ain't want me to land it. You ain't want me to win. You wanted me to leave. Nah, and then like she got in her car and left. Like all my homies was filming her and honking. Yeah, the and then she shit. starts grabbing the camera and shit. Like that shit looked wild. Yeah, it was it was a fine it was a fine moment, but at the same time, not one of my finest moments. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like she deserved a little retaliation. Got to be respectful to the to the women out there. Mm-hmm. For sure, just got to sure. try to be mellow. Hey, if she conditioned out, she got to be able to take a little bit too, man. Yeah, no, yeah. but still, it's just like hard to not let people get the best of you. Gotta just try to stay chill. The funny part is that was maybe my favorite clip of all your clips that I watched today. You did that like you wanted <laughs> to fucking disrespect her by landing at bolts with the hands down. You know what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to spank it. And I, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I waited a second. I waited like a, a little bit of a second before I pointed at him because yeah. <laughs> I knew I was like, yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that clips money. Oh, that's so sick. I love that trick too. Hell yeah. Another trick we want to hear about is the kick back tail to Manny 180 banger, man. Tell us a little bit about that one. Oh, at uh, EMB, my friend Tanner Rowe, I was going out to San Francisco for a while and I was just kind of going and... I seen that the um, the fountain was empty and that people were doing tricks and I just kept seeing that like I had an idea for it. I kept seeing like I could do something. I could do something. Like I could do something. And then I started thinking of the trick and I just kind of held it down. I didn't say anything about it. I just kind of told my friend Tanner that I wanted to do this. And then I remember I FaceTime him one day and I'm like, "Is the is the fountain open?" He's like, yeah, it's been open for a while. Like, you should get up here as soon as you can. And I'm pretty sure I did both tricks in the same week: the nollie flip, no slide mail, and the flip back shell switch, ma- uh, switch mail, switch mail, phone eighty. But it didn't take that long. It took like twenty minutes or something. And damn, bro. I just remember that was be- I was super happy then too. I was like, oh my god, yes. I've been thinking about this for a few months. The funny thing is, I was watch, I was trying to watch all your footage and shit, and then. You had a kickback tail trick tip on the Transworld site. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But at the end, you're like that. You know, you do it to regs. You could do it to fakie, blah, 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 if your shoulders are going this way. 
and then you're like and then you can do like variations out and i'm like oh he's about to turn up and do like some kick back tail kick flips and a bunch of shit and then you just did a kick back tail shove i'm like i'm like yo soft guy come on but then i saw (laughs) i saw the kick back tail manny 180 off the big drop i was like all right respect and then in your newer part kick back tail front biggie i'm like all right all right he he redeemed himself (laughs) (laughs) yo true (laughs) thought you had me huh (laughs) yeah thought you had me huh the the trick tip was was way before (laughs) yeah it was a while ago see you had to let it marinate bro let it sink in a little bit yeah no you got me you got me say you looking like that security guard (laughs) (laughs) are you kidding me but yo um one follow-up question to the kickback tail there's two ride-up clips before you do it did you film those before or after the make i don't know maybe before maybe both before before yeah i was gonna say because before is like who knows it's just like if your filmers trying different angles and then like compiles it after but when you film them yeah, after I think that's the, what it is it's the best feeling if you film it after like don't know you ever that happened to you with tom and he's like yo let's just get a ride-up clip and you already landed it and you're like yeah let me steeze it out real quick you <laughs> <laughs> did a little swerve in yo drop that front shoulder a bit i yeah. kind of swerve before like all my tricks when i'm really focused for some reason it helps me get my like comfort with my feet and everything well, speaking of what you do before tricks, bro, why were you so damn mad when you're riding up to the Brooklyn Banks Wally 360? <laughs> bro, because I blew up on some bikers because I was starting at the very, very top of the shit because I was trying to do it just really good, you know? Because I know yeah. it's like it's not that hard of a trick and it's, you know, I didn't care if it's been done. I just wanted to do it. So I just wanted to do it good. And every time I'd be halfway down or something, by the time I get to the fucking wall, right, a biker swoop in front of me or some shit, or like some other like weird skater kid, and it was just making me really upset. <clears throat> weird skater kid. <laughs> and this is like when you could get kicked out of the bank. So it's like I don't know how much time we got. Like you know, it was just making me really frustrated. So I stopped and like rolled the joint with smoking and when. I think I got into it with one of the bikers and I just blew up on him. And then I throw down <laughs> and I'm going and I look up and there's another fucking kid in the way, dude. So then I go and I do it. And <laughs> as I land, I'm just like, get the fuck out the way. You know, like, I, I, I'm not too stoked that like it went down like that, but I was pretty bummed. Bro, that clip is so G. You throw your board down and you're just nodding your head so angrily with a cig in your mouth. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? This is, why is this guy so cheesy? It's a joint. Right it's a spliff. Oh, okay, okay. Much better. <laughs> you were a part of Battle at the Barracks and you were able to dust the Instagram sensation Versace plug. <laughs> people definitely thought you were going home, but you showed them what's really good, man. How how nice did it feel to to destroy that, man? Um, I wasn't tripping, truthfully. I really wasn't tripping. I'd be playing skate a lot. I play flat ground skate a lot with all my homies, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I like to play skate, so I didn't... There wasn't a doubt in my mind that I'd lose. That's the type of confidence you need, G. I can't double tray flip, but, like, I don't care. They flew that man in from Germany to get slapped by you. (laughs) Bro, he literally said he didn't care if he won or lost. 
he was like, I don't care yeah. if I win or lose. Like, you know, like, I'm going to just be able to stay out here if I am. Um, if I play, and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna just do what I do then. Oh, <laughs> that's what's hey, up. That's a win-win. He got a, a trip to the states. Yeah, he lit. I seen him after, and he was like, "Oh, pro flat ground skater," and I I don't know how I liked that, but oh, he fucking okay. Yeah, okay. his feelings a bit hurt, eh? Well, Donald, I don't know. You probably didn't watch that today, but he skunked his ass. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I actually just watched it, man. It was not even close. <laughs> Finished him with the nolly big spin heel too. He wasn't ready for that. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I I would never say pro flat ground skater to someone. I don't know how to take that. I was like, oh, okay, sick. Yeah, he probably he probably wasn't expecting the the ass whooping that he got. So maybe he had to say a little something something after the fact. But maybe he meant it in a nice way. I don't know. But then uh, was it the next round you were supposed to face Luan, man? And, and- <laughs> You were nowhere to be found, dog. Oh uh, yeah, I was, bro. So they hit me up and they're like, "Yeah, come back to come back to the states. I'm I'm on a trip in Barsi." They're like, "Yeah, see if any of your sponsors can like pay for you." And then I just didn't see fit. I'm like, "Well, why am I gonna go home to play Luan and like I might lose and then like I'm stuck at home when I don't want to be at home." It's a lose. Mm-hmm. It's a lose lose yeah. for me. On top of that, like I'm gonna ask someone to fly me home when I can literally probably cover myself to go home at a later time and get someone else to fly me somewhere else instead of home. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're already on. You're in Barcelona, man. It, it'd be different if you didn't live in L.A. Yeah, if like, I, yeah, sure. I'd. But like, if I was at home, I would have played, and I don't think like I don't think I would have lost that bad. I would have did my stuff. Well, you, you sent them the clips of what you were working on at Makba too, man. The flat ground's always crisp, eh? Bruh, just, it, you, you got to be able to do that just to, like, it's the base of everything. And just when growing up as, like, a little kid, I just took that serious. Like, people used to tell me I had bad style and, like, talk shit to me online and hella shit. So, that at the least, is, like, to make sure you can do the basics. Mm-hmm. Like, all of them. For sure. But I seen Luan, and he said play skate, and I was like, nah. <laughs> you saw him later? Yeah, we were in Copenhagen partying together, and he just was, like, kind of making a joke and was like, yo, what up, play skate? And I'm like, nah. And funny, because, <laughs> like, at the battle at the barracks shit, like, when he won, too, I commented, and I said, he ain't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, he ain't beat shit. me, because we ain't play. We might not ever play, and that's cool. Why did they do that? I, have they ever done that before where they just skipped a game? Like, usually they'll just wait. Like, or why can't you just wait till you're back? Uh, I think they just have it on, like, a certain type of schedule or something, you know. Uh, okay. But nowadays, your boy Knack is talking like he's the champion of skate on the Grand man. Bro, he knows. He knows <laughs> the truth. And it's not like I'm not going to sit up and say I'm the champion or anything like that because that's not how I'm coming, but... People know who they lose in skate to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know who I lose in skate to. Like, I I can I'll I'll take an L, but I know who I beat in skate also. Saying Nax catching those L's, eh? He takes a lot of dubs though. Like, I I watch him beat people too. Like before he plays me or after he plays me, I'll sit and just watch him, and I'm like, are oh, you on it, <laughs> bro? You got. I almost want to see the Luan game now. Actually, maybe not. It's probably nicer to hold it over him. So there's always a oh, question yeah. mark in his head. Like, he'll mm-hmm. never know. <laughs> <laughs> For me, because I only played 
escape for a couple tricks like with Versace like he don't know he don't know if I could triple flip or Merlin twister <laughs> who knows yeah, yeah, but nobody even got to see your bed. playing skate like in survival mode you could do some mm-hmm. shit you know I'd be, be seeing you throwing out the switch varial flips a lot but not too many switch trays bro I want to see that in your next part you dig are you going to see switch tray and some footy yes sir I think I seen you do one on flat I can't remember where now but you, I've seen right. two switch varial flip manis and switch varial flip that bump thing. Where, where's the switch tray, That's man? Crazy. Where's the switch mm-hmm. tray? I can switch tray. I just I don't know where I see it like fit to use it because I have and switch tray manis kind of hard, and then you got to find the right switch tray mani, and then you don't want to like I don't really like to jump off of big shit anymore. Just like my knees and shit kind of be giving me trouble sometimes. So I'm like, well, what what do I want to switch tray off of or it's just like placement and timing, I guess. When I see fit, I'll do it because I mean I can switch tray. Uh, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. Yeah, actually, I, now that you say that, you didn't have any rails in your new part, but fuck, you you wasn't shy with the rails before. You got that fat tail slide in one of your parts and the big nolly crook, but the knees are fucking you up, eh? Yeah, sometimes just uh, yeah. I remember I was skating like a I was skating like a ten. For like a while one day like i was trying to turn for like two hours and just kind of ever since then just just hurts a little bit more and i'm like well i know how to do more than just do that i'd rather use my brain than my body but like i don't know when i see stuff fit like i still like to jump and i still like to grind stuff it just like i said it's just like placement and timing no doubt all right y'all so what's next for kevin white man what you got coming up uh, bro, I'm just working on footage, man. Just trying to film. I'm just, uh, I want to be able to travel a little bit more and just save money. I want to start investing. I don't know if I want to start a business, but I just want to take every day in at a time and just like focus on being really present in what's going on because we're losing a lot of people out here and it's just all a day at a time. I just want to have the right intentions and just kind of continue to <clears throat> build slowly but surely just make sure that my longevity is established and be able to put all my ducks in the right rows to make ducklings, if, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, brought to you by the one and only Dickies. We talking the loose fit double knee work pants, a staple in the Dickies collection. They got the loose fit, flat front, stain release finish, permanent crease. If you're trying to be the most stylish guy at the work site, these are the pants for you. And if you keeping it blue collar like me and D Jones, you know they got the reinforced knees. Feel me? Dickies, baby. Get yours. Are right, you ready, bruv? Yeah. <laughs> Favorite skater? Keenan Milton. Favorite video? Photosynthesis. Favorite video part? Anything from Lucas Puig. Favorite style? Gino. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Keenan. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Gustav Thompson. Oh, oh yo. Man. That's good. Big go answer. Pick. I love that. I thought you were going to say Ashad because that's your, your homie, but... Gustav is. Like, I almost did, and he is the most talented skater on the planet. But he'll tell you, Gustav. Oh, yeah, dope. yo, Gustav is as far as just straight talent in those feet. Like it doesn't get much more talented than that. 
He's magic. Yeah. Favorite trick? Switch flip. Hardest trick for you? None of them. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> dude, switch back heel off anything breaks my board every time. Down anything. Yeah. That way you land on it, just dust it. You got to get a little skateboard jakes in you then, man. Yeah. The God. Most illegal trick. Crookback live. <laughs> Favorite clip you ever gotten? Favorite clip I ever gotten was the kickflip back toe switch when I was switch yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, because you knew you had to fucking do your old trick tip justice by getting the combos popping. I just had a fit on and I felt good, you know? <laughs> Yo, that kit was fire too. Real shit. <laughs> Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. The back 360 into the car wash. No doubt. What's the one trick that got away? I was trying to switch Vero Hill over this bumpy can. I stuck it a bunch of times, had a meltdown over it, looked on Instagram, and Carlos Ribeiro did it for a fucking Nike ad oh. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. You can't be too mad when it's Carlos. He's another one on the on the list of most talented skateboarders on the planet. Bro, yeah, he's too good. <laughs> I wasn't even like I was just mad that I didn't do it. Like yeah. I, I know he gonna do it. He didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? <laughs> Zach Saracino, I'm pretty sure, said that he would try to switch flip El Toro. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our second El Toro claim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. Brian Wenning claimed switch all the El Toro back in the day after a couple brews and then he disappeared in the morning and no one no one could find him. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Probably a crook shove behind me, like front shove. Oh sick. So then like I just learned like that whole collective, so like Nolly Crook Shove, Fakey Crook Shove, Switch Crook Shove, Regular Crook Shove. Sick. Sick. Damn, that's crazy you said that I was actually thinking about trying to learn that, that today, but like, I feel like it would be easier half cabin, you know? Yeah, yeah. but uh, it flips and it sometimes comes to your foot really well when you don't expect it, so it's just like you gotta be like aware of what's going on type of vibes, you don't fuck yourself up. Yeah, I might, I might text you for a trick tip when I start trying it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dream job after skating? I want to design women's clothes. Now that I think about it. Sick. I want to design, I want to design shit for women too. On you the super duper like LO. <laughs> well, you just started the next phase of your skateboarding career, the pro chapter. So, you know, you're still a young man. Take your time, enjoy it. But it's never too early to start thinking about what's after that. But you got your, your head on right. So I'm not worried about you. Dude, thank you. Appreciate it. Favorite local brand? Those folks. It's not even a brand. It's a local family. But those folks and Illegal Civ and Hardy's Hardware and A Dream No Longer Deferred <laughs> and every single brand that my homies runs is my favorite because we are all from the same cloth. Hell yeah. I mean favorite local skater right now I, I got a lot of love for my little homie little dan dude I'm, I'm watching him grow up he's like a little local venice skate park ripper 
and Stoner Park Kid, his name's Avi. He's in that 2021 movie Dreamville video. Sick. Uh, Cameron Shepard for sure. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Fuck, I think like Factory 54 or some shit when I was a little kid. <laughs> what was it? It's like a clothing brand. Or I'm trying to think of another one that I was like, what? Oh, dude, Grind King. Fuck. <laughs> That's a classic. Um, idea. Grind King. What else was I bummed on that I was like, I got to quit. Now that I think about it, I'm kind of bummed I skated for Richter. <laughs> I got kicked off Richter. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, so definitely just I was like, what, okay, <laughs> what's up with you to myself? Hey, we have that in common, dog. It's all good. I got I got the boot from Richter <laughs> way back in the day. Um, <laughs> favorite teammate ever? Kevin Bradley. Worst teammate ever. Oh, Nigel. <laughs> that was easy. Who cares? <laughs> Worst company. Cariuma, even though they do stuff for the oh. um, rainforest in Brazil. Love that. Literally, I can't look at the shoes. The shoe company that someone emailed us about a couple weeks ago, Cariuma, say. And we thought right. it was a discount brand, but it's not a discount brand at all. I thought it was a discount brand, too. Yeah, that's what we assumed, but it's not. It's full-price Drizzy over there. Okay, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, just the people I see rocking them is a little out there. Everyone other than Leandre is like, oh my god. You know, there's some cool kids, but those shoes just don't work, literally. <laughs> Worst trend. Everyone trying to copy Sage and Sean. I feel like Cherry, the video Cherry fucked the skate world up, man. No, I don't think that because it was it was impactful in a great way, but it's just like you can't copy people who are complimenting and emulating people that they grow up next to. That's like you're like doubling you're you're watering yourself down if you're trying to skate like somebody who skates anywhere near like who they look up to i think okay mm -hmm. and you know like yeah. when it comes to sage and sean they're both authentic you know like in who they look at you know like at that time they see ave they see dylan they see dill so it like makes sense but then like if you go behind them and you're trying to copy them it's just like okay so you're trying to like keep like a train going or something it's just like let them have their style and let them be you know like obviously we look at them and watch them but you don't gotta like dress skate and do your hair like them or you know what i mean <laughs> respect it from afar and, and keep doing you worst style worst oh you're gonna make me say jagger eaten <laughs> oh shit <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh? Josh Douglas. Easy. <laughs> I don't even know who that you is. but thought of that. That who no hesitation that? was nice. Shit. <laughs> Look him up on Instagram. Look at him on YouTube. He skates good. I don't fucking care. Don't bring him near me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. 
dead it there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up our interview with Kevin White. Man, thank you for taking some time to do this with us. Hey, one love. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It was fun rapping with you guys. Well, dope player. Yes, sir. You are now listening to The Post Office, brought to you by our good friends over at Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, you know Dickies will keep you fresh. Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Nathan Gott. Hello, Bunters. First things first, I waited so long to hear Mickey Papa's name be dropped as someone's pick for worst style. Huge thanks to Zach Wallen for this. Respect the man's technicity, but kook those straight legs. Stretch, my man. Get loose. Speaking of style and manners, I wanted to ask you this. Growing up skating, were there instances where you've been clowned out of a certain way to do a trick? Or while watching your clips, seeing that you looked horrible doing a certain trick and then being slightly haunted by that each time you did it? At 14 years old, my homies made me realize that my hand scratched my armpits like a monkey each time I popped a heel flip. Never been able to pop them as high since. What mental blocks get you? Thanks for everything. I wish you many boxes and not dwindle ones. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I try to fight through them. Like back in the day when I'd get injured doing a certain trick, like the first thing I would do when I could skate again is do that trick a lot. Yeah. To try and like overcome it, but yeah, that just got harder and harder as I kept getting injured doing more and more tricks. That happened to me this summer when I, I hurt my ankle pretty bad last spring. And I just had to avoid the trick completely for like six months. But now it's back. But it's fucking scary. It just gives you like an eerie feeling doing it the first couple times. Yeah. The crazy thing for me is like I've been injured doing so many tricks that like... <laughs> I would just have to stop skating if I let it completely bother me. But one that I still don't really fuck with too much. I don't really do Nolly 180, Nolly front 180 switch nose manis anymore. Or I haven't. Just because, like, one time the classic, like, your toe just hangs over too much and I rolled my ankle. Oh. Mental block as far as, like, something that would prevent me from doing something other than being hurt would be uh, my pants, man. If, if I don't like my pants, like... I'm fucked, like absolutely ruined. I remember there was one time back when I was living in the east side of T-Dot and I had to bike pretty far to get downtown. It was laundry day, like probably one of the first years living on my own. And uh, all my shit was dirty and all I had was a brand new pair of white pants. And I just knew that it wouldn't work. But I was like, I wanted to test my, my mental strength, you know? I'm like, I'm gonna wear these white pants I'm going to go to Dumbat and I'm going to skate in them. And just biking downtown the whole time, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to skate in these fucking pants. There's no point in going. And lo and behold, I got there and it was just, my mind was just fried, man. Couldn't do anything. <laughs> just sat there for like probably 25 minutes and then went home. Waste of time. Damn. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. If your kid's fucked, especially if someone calls you out for it too, it's a wrap. Oh, you're done. All right, next up, we got an email from Christian Ward. Yo, hello, Bunt Bros. Can't believe you got Kariuma shoes so wrong in all your pods back at the end of February. 
discount shoe company, hardly. They're friggin' 90 bucks a pop. They're from Rio, Brazil. Most silhouettes are casual wear, but their Katiba Pro is legit. Gustavo Ribeiro, Leandra Sanders, and Jaeger Eaton are just some of their squad members. That's not to mention Marissa Martinez. But yeah, they're trying to source environmentally ethical materials with transparent and ethical manufacturing. Fact check that though. You all are the journalists. So since you guys dropped the ball so hard on Karayuma, I have to ask what you think about the smaller, outside-the-scene shoe brands. A couple that come to mind are Clearweather, Last Resort AB, and State. Also, shout to one of your all's Bob LaSalle, the neighbor down here in LBC. How legend of sin is Bob up there? Peace. Christian Ward, Long Beach, California. Well, I don't think we really dropped the ball that hard on Karayuma shoes. I think the first thing we stated was that we didn't know much about them and that all we saw was some sponsored ad on some sponsored ads on Instagram, no? Yeah, I don't I didn't say anything about it. You whatever you said, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> oh, big time apologies for uh coming at uh the outside the scene shoe brands, man. But um as far as the other ones go, don't know much about those either. I know Last Resort is uh, an extension of Polar somewhat. Might not like to be referred to as that, but essentially it is. And it's like the most basic shoe possible. But hey, power to you is. if you're not a kook and you're trying to do a smaller shoe brand. Uh, good luck. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Good luck. And we grew up in the smaller shoe brand era, man. We were all over that shit. Circas, Lakai's i pass wore all that shit to school man so it's not like we're we're hating on them or anything we live that shit 100 percent. well I, I love how it's like he's a he's a legend down there already <laughs> he's only been down there for a few years and of course he's a legend up here what do you mean man he didn't just move down there and then become a legend bob's a fucking goat up here in canada it's good to hear that y'all long beach locals are treating him as such down there as well Yes, sir. All right, next up, we got an email from Will M. Yo, Bump Boys. I skated for a couple years in high school, quit for years, and started back up again in my mid-30s. Now I'm 39, completely obsessed with skateboarding, and just suffered my first bad injury, a fucked up high ankle sprain. To make it worse, I got injured the day before I was supposed to go out and film clips with some cutie girl from work. Anyway, I'm stressing about starting skating again. You guys have any advice for an old man skater coming back from injury? Mainly getting over mental blocks and getting back to my old level as soon as possible. I'm almost 40. No time to waste getting back. Love the show. You guys always keep it real. Well, uh, we just kind of touched on it a little bit. I don't know what trick you got hurt on, but one thing that I always try to do is just do that trick right away. To, it's the best way to get over the mental block, I think. I don't know. It's probably harder to recover the older you get, but do that rice life, whatever it is. Rest. What is it? Rest. R I C A. Rest. Ice. ice compress. Elevate. Elevate. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've already been doing that, but I want to know more about what's go- does the does your coworker skate too? Was she gonna just come film you? What's the deal there, man? Uh, we're intrigued over here at the punt. Mm, I need to know more. That'd be so sick if there's like two, like a, a guy and a girl that work together that skate skate together that are like almost forty. That's pretty. Yeah, that's beast. pretty dope right there. Get that. Get that romance popping. 
All right, next up, we got an email from Samuel Carlin Jr. What's up, fellas? Another season for the loyal listeners, and we are mad appreciative. I just wanted to give a big shout out to the UCLA Bruins men's basketball squad for their deep tournament run. I'm a true Bruin myself, and I haven't seen our team make the final four since I was a student in 08. Shit was marvelous. It's a tournament game for the ages. I'm not even mad at them. I'm proud as fuck. UCLA didn't lose the game. They just ran out of time. My question to you is what team loss have you all witnessed that you can't even be mad at because you know your teams left it all out on the court slash field? Big ups to another fresh season. Damian Bravo episode is all time. Shout out the crew, teen fucking mob, and rest in peace to Chaffee High School Plaza. I.e. skateboarding will never be the same. Peace. Still. Good question. First one that comes to mind for me was the Raptors in 2016 i believe when we went to the conference finals and although i thought we were a hack team that shouldn't have got to the conference finals in the first place once we got there uh the boys balled out the rosen era and won those two games at home back to back and for that team to be two games from the nba finals was just insane and everyone knew they were going to lose the series but uh I was just kind of happy. That was that was that was an epic series. Was that the one where LeBron hit the the running bank yeah. shot to end the game with the Rosen on the bench? Oh, uh, I don't know. That might have been the next year, actually, when they like destroyed us. I think. No, I think when that it, was a game seven one. No, we never went to seven with LeBron. Maybe it was six. But either way, the Rosen on the bench. Yeah. Um, this is a good question because I would like to say the Maple Leafs, but for the most part, in the Game 7s with the Bruins and even with Washington, they played like shit in the final games, and especially the third period slash overtime, so I can't say them. So the first thing that comes to my mind has got to be 2018, my fantasy football team going up against the juggernaut, Nat Disher's fantasy football team in the finals, and uh, she gave me the business, but... My boys gave it their all, so is what it is. <laughs> Random. Next up, we got an email from Philip Richard. What's up, Bunt Gang? Thank you so much for the work you do. This podcast is greatly appreciated. I'm sure you'll be seeing a Joe Rogan type deal in your future if the Olympics doesn't hit you up first to cover the skate contest. My question today is about Canadian skateboarding culture. After listening to the Tom Knox interview in the Out There show from Thrasher, he talks a lot about UK skate culture, how they don't alter spots as an example. In your opinion, what do you think is something unique to only Canadian skateboarders? Is it getting shit on by the industry for decades, only letting a handful of rippers make it into the big leagues? Morgan Smith, Mark Appleyard, Bobby DeKaiser. Or is it getting buck in Toronto? Because them spots ain't easy to skate. I remember as a youth seeing the gap that Raymondetta nose manied into the street, and it's just jaw droppingly massive. You forgot the yeah. nolly flip, but which yeah. is even more fucked up. Yeah, I'd like to give a major shout out to the Niagara Falls skate scene, especially the Fort Erie Skate Park, a park I'm proud to have helped design when I used to live in that neck of the woods. Please, Bunk Gang. When you have a weekend free, go to the Niagara region. This region has loads of untapped skate spots. Consider the Niagara region an untapped oil reserve and your eggs on mobile. <laughs> shout out Jake Donnelly for frontside flipping the box at the Fork Erie Skate Park. And shout out to my cousin Lyle 
CEO of Smoke Signals Tattoo Parlor on 25 Stewart Street, Toronto, Canada. <laughs> 905 for life. Much love from the Cayman Islands, Sherry and myself and all the skaters at the Black Pearl Skate Park. We out here. That's a big time email, man. You hit it all. Hell yeah, Philip. I was going to say, I mean, I'm sure people do it other places. Well, I know people do it other places, but we were definitely known for setting up insane wood run-up contraptions and landings. Very for Canadian. Like, very Canadian, like big, uh, massive rails that just have like grass run-up or grass landings. Like, you know, especially like I swear in like Calgary and like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that was just like some of those Calgary videos from back in the day with the crazy rail chompers. There was hella like a wood. fucking old door for a landing. Yeah, and that that shit. I mean, that shit's not as cool these days. It's more frowned upon. But at the time, uh, that was just common practice, and uh, I loved it. Probably a little bit similar. I would say this is more just for people who have to deal with winter, but like filming with snow in the background or like at the spots is like so classic all right next up we got an email from tej nap yo safe and dono it's tej from the dusty schwa been fucking with y'all since the soundcloud days first email here quick two-part question who's your favorite style and who's got your favorite trick selection and if you could choose to have one or the other to have for your own what would it be much love keep it up boys though i'm gonna go favorite style right now probably nick stain trick selection y'all the hallberg if i had to choose one i'd go with the trick selection for sure yeah i feel you favorite style i'll go uh antoine dixon mm. one of the best of all time and then trick selection go brian wenning and oh. i'll take I'll take Brian Wenning's tricks, like his bag, just because, like, that's pretty much the the ledge tricks that I've always wanted to have. And like, if you skate with me, you know I'm always trying to do some Wenning shit, like flat ground or ledges. And I've still never done a switch front shove back five zero front one eighty, and I have oh. to do that. That's just like that one was burned in my brain in the DC video. Way too clean. I'll get it one day. And uh, yeah, like neither of us have horrible styles, so I feel like we're gonna just want to take someone's tricks. Yeah, we can live with our own styles, but like if we could just wake up with these bags, it would be pretty epic. Mm -hmm. All right, next up, we got an email from Eric Nall. What up, Bunt Gang? Newer fan, but quickly making my way through the old episodes. Wondering if you guys had any thoughts on that new Brody Penrod part on Thrasher from last week. The man for sure has talent and does some hella crazy tech tricks, but but am I alone in thinking that a lot of them fall into illegal territory? Like how many crooked grind flip outs are too many? Loving the new season. Keep killing it. Eric Nall. Oh, wow. Coming from Seoul, South Korea. Yo, shout out for listening and and going through the old episodes. Real one. And I say fucking one crooked grind flip out is too many, dog. (laughs) Yeah, not a fan of those either. If you can do them like Shane O'Neill, like, sure. But you Uh, can't. Yeah. Or 
I'm down with switch crook fakey flip out, not half cab flip. You're over the half cab flip? Yeah. Well, I never liked the half cab flip. Hmm. But yeah, that one's another one. It's like, if you can do it like Carlos Ribeiro or PJ Ladd, you know? But if it's falling out and shit, like, just don't do it. But no, I didn't watch that part, did you? Did not watch the part. Shit. We sleeping on that one. We gotta, uh, we'll take a look. But if if it's a lot of crook knock flips, it ain't up our alley. And uh, you're probably right that it's heading into illegal territory. Yeah, you know, just based off your email, I don't even know if I want to take five minutes to watch that. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot of skating out there you can watch, man. All right, next up, we got an email from Ed Kerbs. What's going on, Bump Boys? Firstly, thanks for the podcast. I have been unfortunate enough to have a year of poor health, which has kept me off the board. Your podcast has been keeping me going and is going from strength to strength and finally feeling on the route to recovery. Keeping it brief. I see you, Seifa. Three questions. Favorite UK skater currently and historically? Um, currently? Fuck, it's hard, man. I'm going to either go with Kyle Wilson or Karan Gale. Wow, how are you going to just drop both of our boys <laughs> so I got nothing? <laughs> and historically, I'll go with, uh, you're going to hate this one too. I'll go with Danny Brady. Wow. I just who you got? Who took you, all who my men. you got? <laughs> all right. For currently, even though he doesn't live there right now, Dom Henry, another trick selection god. And uh, historically, let me let me drop some Danny Wainwright. Wait, is he from there? All right, I believe so. Okay, apologies if he's not, but I'm pretty sure he is. And we bumped into him in Barcelona, and he was awesome, and recommended some wine we should try. So shout out to the legend. Second question: best song ever used in a video? He gives his opinion. Uh, Arto's track and sorry the first one that came to mind for me is uh, Storm Trooping by Ted Nugent AVE in the DC video man that shit was slapping real shit real shit uh, that's such a tough one because if you ask me this 10 days in a row I'll give you 10 different answers that's like I feel like we get mo- like this maybe not the same but similar questions every week and they're always a bit different yeah, if someone like took the time to listen, we've probably answered this ten different ways. Yeah, like our favorite style must just be all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't like my favorite, just but just because it's the first one that's coming to mind right now, and I've been listening to it recently. This a rush and a push and the land by the Smiths. Who's been, track uh, is that? Bumping that. That's uh, Uyghur Van Wiegeningen. Oh. Definitely said that wrong. <laughs> Uyghur in an old Nike video. Killed it. And last question. You are shipwrecked on a desert island with three professional skaters. Who would you choose and why? Let me go first so I can steal your answers. I'm going to go with James Hardy because he's an outdoorsman. You know what I'm saying? He's no stranger to the camping lifestyle and shit. He'd be able to keep us alive. And he's a beast, so if like a bear comes by, like he'll take it down. I'll take. You know that you would also have to fight James Hardy at some point on the island too, right? Yeah, fuck, okay. that's true. 
Um, Let's just go back and forth. That's a good one. We'll start with Hardy. I'm going to go with Jeff Rowley because I heard he's a big hunter too. And uh, he's the goat. I got stories for days. He could, like, the campfire, he would keep us entertained. So one more. You pick the last one. And I got a good one. <laughs> Damien Bravo. Is that? Oh. Then we could have the menu a bit more diverse, get some fish going. There we and go. he would keep us laughing for days. Mm-hmm. And if we need an extra fucking fred gall man more laughs why not that is uh that's a big time session on a on a desert island yeah that'd be island. epic bro we'd be eating nice we'd be eating i mean me and you would have, just have our feet up the whole time i guess yeah. we're useless out there assuming on this island there's some sort of like deer or something rally's got that on the menu and then some epic fish dinners oh man and then hardy I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. We'll eat some bear meat and uh, be good. <laughs> oh. uh, but yo, respect. I, I appreciate the uh, trying to be concise. <laughs> that was a great email. Thank you. All right, next up, we got an email from Herbie Willis. Yo, what's up, bump boys? Trying to keep it short and sweet this week. Oh yeah. Other than bunt, what's your favorite skate slang? If you had to finish one battle from back in the day tomorrow, what would it be? Finally, please get Alex Small on the pod. He's a real OG UK ripper with stories for days, including bear penny ones. And the best accent coming from a UK head too. Much respect. Yo, good call. Let's uh we'll try and get Alex Small on next season. Mental note taken right now. And I should write it down because I never remember my mental notes. Let's track him down. Favorite skate slang. I'm not going to do two because I, I don't want to steal yours again. <laughs> I'll say random awk. Oh. My favorite ones as a kid. Yo, damn it. That's such a as, good one. Did you just see that like, again when I shared the, the Mike Vallely thing? No. Uh, oh, maybe. Where'd you share that? Oh, the In fight our, thing. Our Insta yeah. thing. And it's like oh, maybe that Mike was like Yeah, for sure. Because seeing it written out again. Yeah. <laughs> was so funny. It's like Mike Vallely versus f- four random ox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have two more, but I'm going to wait till, till you pick yours because I don't want to steal it. What's Fuck. Yours? I don't know. You say yours and I'll just steal one. I'm having a brain okay. fart. Another one that I loved was kook. I mean, that probably extends a little bit further outside of skate slang. But that's obviously like a go-to word in our vocabulary nowadays. Mm-hmm. And then one that might have just been like a T dot thing. I don't even know where this one started, but we used to, if you were ever called a piece, that was uh, that was not a good one either. Basically, another word for a coop, but like a little not as harsh. Didn't want to be a piece, that's for sure. Yeah, that was that, that one died, but that was pretty funny, dude. You're such a piece. <laughs> Made no sense. <clears throat> slice too. Yo, you're such a slice. I yo, I, I feel like. I don't, I don't know if this is blasphemy, but I feel like I, I started Slice with Morgan because we started signing out on MSN by sending each other pizza slices, and then it just started spreading. But I remember making a conscious effort, like, yo, I'm just going to do something different just for me and Morgan, and then, you know, Morgan being the cool guy that he was, that shit started spreading. And sorry, by exactly. cool guy, I mean amazing skater. 
And then one battle from back in the day. I had to finish it tomorrow. Maybe that three flip I bunted on Duffer. <laughs> three flip the big four. Yeah, that'd be tight. Um, For me, it would have been nice to land that Smith grind on that Scarborough like long rail. Holy fuck. Yeah, I that bet it would have. Morgan crooked it. And then I just like sacked and tweaked my ankle. But I got like most of the way down one time and then I dusted myself. Fuck. Next up, we got an email from George K. Hey, what up, Seifa and Donovan? A few questions for you too. Have you ever finished an interview and then afterwards come up with a question that you'd wish you'd ask the guest? And if so, who was the guest and what was the question or questions? Second, have either of you been to Minnesota before? Do you have any plans to visit anytime in the future? And finally, this is for Donovan. What's been the most rewarding part about being a new father for you so far? Keep up the good work. This season is the best yet. P.S. I know Monkey McPot. <laughs> hey, maybe that's an inside joke, and if it is, we're all for it, man. Um, a question we wish we asked a guest afterwards. Um, the one that comes to mind for me was Jake Phelps, and I know I've I've been slacking. I, I always forget these days, probably because we've been getting so many boxes. But uh, I just wish I'd done my like shtick of like asking him for a box just because oh my i feel God, like it just would have been great. so funny to get his reaction like i, I would have just loved to ask him and he just like shit on me like what like you don't deserve a fucking box like show me your tape or something that um, was that phelps interview is like a shining moment in my life yeah me too man i was gonna remember that one forever and then the most rewarding part about being a new father for you so far fuck man every day is uh, a new little journey and every day is just as rewarding as the last but just going and waking him up or taking him out of his crib every morning and he's huge smile on his face so hyped to just get up and play it's uh it's a crazy feeling you know and uh, probably just talking to everyone who emails in. It seems like once a week we're getting an email of someone like congratulating me or saying they just had a kid or they're expecting a baby. So just being part of the, the father gang is, is pretty crazy too. Hell yeah. And then Mrs. Minnesota. I almost said Mississauga. We've been never to Mississauga. been. <laughs> never I haven't been, been to Minnesota. But I wouldn't mind going anytime we've met people from Minnesota when we're traveling. They're always dope. And maybe maybe one day for whatever reason, we'll, Davis will be back home and we'll fucking link up with him or something. Yes, sir. All right. Next up, we got an email from Nate Feldhaus. What's good, Bunters? Finally made it through every episode and y'all never disappoint. Give me three underrated skaters and three overrated skaters from any era. Thanks for all the laughs and quality content. Keep killing it and much love from the 805. Peace. Damn, B. Respect on the listens, man. That's what's up. That's a lot of episodes, baby. Yeah, that's like a hundred and... Something. I don't know. hundred and we something. We gotta count them again. We gotta yeah. do that math. Um, all right, we're going to go back and forth here, make it a little bit easier on ourselves. Yeah. What's first? 
Let's do underrated first. Uh, let me spark it with underrated. I'm going to say Wade Fife because I truly believe he was just as talented, if not more talented, than a lot of the mainstream pros in his day. And one of the dopest styles. If you're not familiar with Wade Fife, look up his North 2 part and North 1 part and uh, anti-social part. Like, he's he's just a fucking G on a board. I'm going to drop a little two-piece. I'll say uh, Ryan Blacksall and then the GOAT, Daryl Smith, together. little package. Those guys were tech. Uh, well beyond their years, man. The Mannies and Ledge tricks those guys were doing were absolutely insane. And uh, rest in peace to Daryl, man. Think about you all the time. Hundo P. Yeah, Black Saul is another one of those, like, Wade Fives to me. Like, just such on such another level and like the thing is like it's easy to see because they're skating pier seven the same time like so many legendary pros were and the shit that they did down there was absolutely insane man yeah uh, ryan really had that like next level control and like just clean style uh daryl like because he moved here and we be we all became friends you know when you just like meet someone and then not that the glow goes away but like because we don't know ryan as well i just know him mostly from the parts and then like seeing him once in a while over the years so like he just has that like mystique whereas daryl just became like a good homie so <clears throat> you they just become more normalized to you in a way but like same thing i i feel like black Saul the same way i feel about fife you know just having never lived in the same city and just kind of like worshiping them from afar but yeah that's a good call on both of those i'm gonna go with uh jamie reyes new york legend she was ahead of ahead of her time for sure with the fucking switchback tails back in the dizzy true boss hitting brails doing it all so shout out to her crazy underrated and um mm-hmm. Yeah, look up her old footage, man. All right, overrated. I'll start with uh, Daniel Castillo, man. Uh, you know who I'm going to drop for overrated? And I met him, and he's a nice guy and everything, but I never felt like... Don't get me wrong, he's really good, but Lizard King, I never felt like the level of like skate fame he got to uh, didn't match the skill. And that's not to say that he wasn't very skilled because he is a great skateboarder but he had like this crazy there was like a few years there where like he was just like one of the biggest names and but did, was he on that pedestal because people thought he was the super skillful skater well that's the thing it wasn't a necessarily the skill like he just was like a hijinks king you know mm-hmm. but like if we're talking just straight talent versus fame like i I always felt like he was bigger than his skill and i mean that's good that's good marketing on his behalf i'm not even that's not even a dig because like uh whatever he was nice nice when i met him Mm -hmm. yeah me too great guy probably have him on the show one day so i'm gonna bring that up (laughs) um Ah, fuck it. Just for old time's sake, I'll just say Chris Markovich because I'm drawing a blank, yo. We got to keep it moving. 
<laughs> Fucking hell. Ruthless. Um, why do you... I didn't say any of that when you said Lizard King. Why do you always got to like put a little... You know like... Uh, how you can react to people's text and you can like like it or love it and or just put the exclamation marks like you just whenever i dig at someone you just put the little exclamation <laughs> marks on it fucking hell all right y'all that's gonna wrap up the post office for this week get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com we doing it for the people and we getting through all the questions this season man This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. The trade deadline is fast approaching in the NHL. By the time this comes out, it will be long gone, but we are recording Sunday night and the Maple Leafs just made a huge splash, my dog. We don't talk about the Maple Leafs very often, but uh, let me test your knowledge on them real quick. Uh, who's first place in the North Division right now, Seifa? Toronto Maple Leafs. Who's leading the league in goals right now, Seifa? Uh, he got injured, but your boy, fucking Austin Matthews. The second coming of Tom Brady in hockey form. Absolutely. 31 goals already. He'd probably have 40 if he didn't get hurt for a little bit there. The the boys are rolling right now, but like any good team, they can make improvements, right? No doubt, yo. The Leafs are going all in this year. They just spent a first round pick and two fourths, and they went and added the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Nick Felino. Woo, he gonna look mighty fine on the second line. You know who he's gonna be playing with? No clue. Damn it. John Tavares and William Nylander. Hey, you got two out of three. It ain't bad. The New York Islanders made a big splash, landing Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac from the Devils. It's going to be a wild Monday. I hope the Leafs do more, but uh, that's all the hockey news I got when I got to talk to myself, man. Y'all say, you know who's first place in the league right now? Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we've been overtaken. By the Colorado Avalanche, my guy. Damn, two out of four, man. I'm impressed with myself. Not bad at all. Little bit of news in the NFL to talk about. There were big questions on the future of Sam Darnold in New York with the Jets having the number two overall pick. I was hoping they would run it back with him for another year, but Sam Darnold has found a new home, man. You know where he's playing? Carolina Panthers, man. That's and how those... do you feel? those lukewarm feelings it's like you know there's the sam darnold people that are like oh it's the it's adam gase and the jets blah 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 so this is going to be a real test uh, i'm interested to see if he if he's still you know if there is some magic that we've just been missing because he's been with a shitty organization or he's gonna be no better than Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see. So what happens with Teddy Bridgewater now? They just compete? Because this feels exactly like the move they made last year when they went and got Teddy Bridgewater. Now they're just going again. Sam Darnold. Is it going to be the same thing? Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, I ain't drafting him. You know, I, I'm not like I haven't ever watched him and been like, oh, yeah, yeah. But he's also had like some built-in excuses that are pretty legit. And like the one season where they did have some hope was that last season actually where 
No, it was like, the one before. Last season was a lost season. Oh, right. I was going to say, yeah, last season when he had COVID, but it was actually the season before when he had... He had mono. Mono. Yeah, so... I don't know, man. I don't know. But I think they gave Teddy Bridgewater permission to seek a trade. So we'll see what happens with that. I definitely think this is an upgrade. I believe in the talent of Sam Donald. And I believe that the system in New York was absolutely terrible. Didn't have much to work with. Had an idiot for a coach. So we'll see how he does in Carolina. And man... Not a bad place to land if you can get a healthy Christian McCaffrey. That is a quarterback's best fucking friend. So if those two are rolling, it's a nice safety blanket to have. Another team making a move. Looks like they're going after a new quarterback. The San Francisco 49ers paid up large to move up in the draft. All but sealed Jimmy Garoppolo's fate. Where do you see Jimmy G ending up? Or is he just going to be a backup? Or is he going to start the season as a starter? What? How do you see this playing out? Uh, I think he's going to start the season as a starter. <clears throat> if he struggles, I could see them going young, depending on their record and what's going on. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him not finish the season as the starter. It's funny when, like, everyone in the media is saying it and you're getting criticized and of course the organization and the players are going to be like defending jimmy g you know after the super bowl loss and stuff mm-hmm. and and being like yeah like that's their their main weakness like they could have destroyed that season and won it all if it wasn't for jimmy g but it's funny when they you just see them defending him defending him defending him and then when it's like oh they go get a quarterback assuming they do it's like oh they knew they knew but they you just gotta fucking you can't like obviously shit on your current player you have to walk that tight rope pretty carefully with what you say so it seems pretty much it's all locked up trevor Lawrence is going first to the jags and then the jets and the niners they're both going for a quarterback one of them is probably going to be zach wilson hopefully the other one is justin fields i hope the 49ers trade jimmy g for whatever they can get draft fields and then just let him run man because i feel like this is the second coming of deshaun watson this guy looks special if you have time and if you're on a lockdown like we are here in toronto for the fucking hundredth time there's a show on netflix called qb1 and it follows justin fields while he's in high school and this is a stand-up kid man good kid hell of a football player and uh i think he's being undervalued in the draft right now i think Teams have him going later on in the first round. I hope the 49ers reach for him and uh, get him before it's too late. Yeah, he's been getting disrespected a little bit lately. But uh, getting compared to that chubby guy, Mac Jones. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Justin Fields is a true athlete, baby. Real shit, man. Real shit. Excited to see where the Mandem lands. The draft is coming up, which means the NFL season is coming up. Our boy Bruce, the man who discovered James Robinson last year, was asking me the other day when we were skating, who is one player that I must have in the draft this year? And uh, I didn't have an answer for him at the time, but I might now. But first, I'm going to ask you yours, man. Who's one player you're not living without in fantasy football this year? Uh, That's a great question. I really, I don't really know, but I'm... I'm going to just say I'm really excited 
and you already know he's my keeper but i'm excited for year two cd lamb assuming dak prescott is looking like himself i was gonna stick with the same team and some people get worried about injuries i'm securing a dak prescott stock this year is going down me and dak we gonna make some money this year man <laughs> yeah fuck when i finally got him for the first time last year we all know what happened but it was fun while it lasted you got anything left to say sports wise get well soon james wiseman rough rookie season but you know he's getting shit on a lot this year for not being the best number one pick you know that he could be but I'm still I'm still seeing a long blessed career for the young man. Get well soon. Absolutely. And he landed in a pretty good spot, man. The Warriors are going to be a completely different team next year with Clay in the fold, so heal up. Nothing really to play for right now anyways. Real shit. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the Bunt episode 8 of season 13. Catch y'all next week. Peace.